Thank you, Yoni. So today we normally discuss different tourist activities, but actually a request we get very often is how can I come to Israel and volunteer? Sometimes families want to volunteer with their kids, and sometimes older people are looking to volunteer more long-term and come out for a couple months. So today we're going to talk to Marla Gamerin. Hi, Marla. How are you? Hi, Joanna. I'm great. So tell us a little bit about your organization, Skilled Volunteers for Israel. So Skilled Volunteers for Israel started up in 2011 with the goal of really reaching out to um, active retirees or older Jewish adults who have deep and emotional connections to Israel and want to come and do something to help the country to contribute, to feel part of the fabric of Israeli society. And no one else was really targeting that group. There's so many amazing volunteer programs for young adults, but the older adult market was pretty quiet. So that's interesting. And and many of these older adults are very talented. So how are you taking their talents and making, you know, giving them an opportunity here in Israel? So that really was the platform that we began with. Um, The idea was to match experience and interests and goals with a meaningful volunteer experience in Israel. And we've really evolved into three tracks for volunteering. One is an education track. So people who are teachers, but not only teachers, have the opportunity to work with Israeli middle and high school students in Israeli schools primarily in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv area. And we work with English coordinators and they help to match our volunteers with a tutoring opportunity, working one-on-one or one-on-very small groups with Israeli kids. And we know how important this is because English is such a critical skill for Israeli kids. So that's our education track and that runs pretty much from after the the high holidays until about Passover. Mm-hmm. And people have to come for about a month to do that. We, a little longer would be great, but a month's commitment. And if they're commi- coming in for the, for the month, is the commitment all day? Is it part-time? So Israeli schools, first of all, don't run all day, as, as those of us who know Israel know. But they're usually working four hours a day, three to four days a week. That's a typical commitment time. Then we have um, a very hands-on Uh, track that we call Caring for Community, where we take people who are interested in very human interaction kind of volunteering and place them in um, opportunities to work with seniors or to work with people with other special needs or other vulnerable populations. And we do a really good job, especially in Jerusalem, with finding those kind of opportunities in English-speaking settings. So I think actually it's important, you'll mention the third track in a minute, but it's important to mention it's not that you take these volunteers and just plop them in the situation and walk away. You have created a very organized program to guide them. Totally. And we have staff here in Jerusalem. My my um, volunteer coordinator in Jerusalem, Terry Hendon, is 44 plus years in the city and probably knows it as well as anyone. And she... After we do a nice, thorough screening process for each volunteer where we interview, check references, do a criminal background check, make sure medically that people are, are um, healthy enough to come and volunteer, then Terry will um, personally design a volunteer placement and schedule, prepare the individuals, orient them, and even accompany them on public transportation their first day to introduce them to the setting. Oh, that's wonderful. 
And then what's your third track? And then our third track is our highly customized um, Israeli civil society track where when we have individuals who have specialized skills that are of value to Israeli nonprofits, we basically build a project that matches those skills to the um, to the volunteer to the volunteer setting. And so just a, a, an example, we had a woman who was a PhD in education and had a career full of experience working um, on educational technology, educational policy, and working with students with disabilities. And we connected her to a nonprofit where she was able to um, help st- that nonprofit strategize how they were going to be integrating technology into their informal curriculum. Oh, Just fabulous. One example. Fantastic. Yeah. And they're still in touch. I know, was about to several say. Several years later. I doubt that it just ends up being a one month. They, they stay in contact. and Often. Yeah. Often. We don't promise that. <laughs> um, but when the relationships happen, it's, it's an amazing um, place for people to feel they've really connected. And one thing I want to add is one of our, I think, our unique qualities is that we're not integrating people into tourist volunteer settings. We're integrating them into Israeli settings that are primarily serving Israelis, where they might be volunteering with next to Israeli volunteers, Israeli staff. So that is a unique value that we bring to this to this work. For sure. It sounds very exciting. So can you give us a description of your typical volunteer? Where are they coming from? How old are they? Sure. So I would say our typical volunteer is 60 or in their 60s or 70s. Um, 60% of our volunteers are women. Um, They're coming from mostly from North America and um, we serve volunteers from I think like 30 states and several Canadian cities as well as other English-speaking countries. Um, They're usually people who've been to Israel several times, um, often just as a tourist on some kind of an organized tour, and this is their opportunity to come and do something for the country. And our people have to be sort of independent and self-starters. So we get you started and we check in with you, but you're kind of living and working independently while you're here for those four to six weeks. So I guess the the important question is, how are you able to fund this great project? Wow, that's always a good question. <laughs> and always a question. We are a 501c3 nonprofit in the U.S., Um, Our volunteers are paying for all of their own expenses. So they're paying their travel, their living expenses, and their housing. And they do pay a fee to us as well um, for us to provide that support, um, um, getting them placed and and oriented, and for us to continue to nurture our network of Israeli partners. Fantastic. And what got you started in this? Like, what's your background? So I am a long-time Israel lover. I tried to make Aliyah in my 20s and met the man I ended up marrying at a reform summer camp on my way to um, to Israel on Aliyah and ended up returning <laughs> back. Well, There's still time. You can yeah. always retire here. <laughs> um, but over the years, my connection to Israel has only grown. And um, when I retired... I thought, wouldn't it be great to spend some time volunteering here every year? We, we own an apartment in Jerusalem, so I, I have a home here. And um, 
I learned there were very few opportunities organized for people to come volunteer, and my network would have accommodated me to volunteer, but I thought my volunteer job will now be to help others have this amazing and meaningful experience. That's fantastic. And how receptive were the local nonprofits or the school systems to accept your volunteers? So I would say we have found over the years a lot of receptivity. Um, I would say Jerusalem is unique in that there's such um, a robust community of former English-speaking leadership. They understand the people we're bringing in. They value them and have been really open. But we're selective. We don't work with any organization. So an organization that says... Um, it'll be okay when they get here we'll figure out what they're going to do that's not our target (laughs) nonprofit. we want to work with organizations that will plan um, in advance with us and prepare the ground for volunteers before they arrive it's so important especially since your volunteers are skilled and are coming with certain talents that you really want to it's not just about packing food which is also an important volunteer activity but it's a different level exactly we want we want people they're they're coming it's long-term volunteering in that it's not a day volunteer but they're only here for a month usually we want them to hit the ground running and really immediately be able to start um start work it's also a nice way for them to start to feel part of the society here so if they wanted to come you know as a tester for the summer for two months and then they really get the feel of living here well we have had some people make aliyah after volunteering as you can imagine the side benefit is called side effects of skilled volunteering it is and the other and the other thing is that our volunteers they've shared with us that israelis relate to them differently because they're here volunteering so Often they're doing something or in some kind of setting that maybe the guy in the um, the coffee shop didn't even know that such work is going on in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv. And this is a conversation opener and a way to extend um, that connectivity between Jews from abroad and Israelis. That's wonderful. I really love what you're doing. And for any of those listeners out there who are interested in finding out more, you can go to skillvolunteerisrael.org or you can send Marla or Terry an email through skilledvolunteers at funinjerusalem.com. We're going to put up a blog post with all the information and some giving people some ideas of the types of places that they can volunteer. So thank you so much for meeting with us. I know I caught you on your one day as you're headed back to the U.S., but we really, for those of us who are living here, we really appreciate the work you're doing and, and bringing, bringing people from the U.S. to Israel in a really meaningful way. Thank you so much, Joanna. It's a pleasure. All right. And now back to you, Yoni.